Thank you for joining us today for the Conform to Christ podcast, where we aim to engage the mind, affect the heart, and call people to follow Christ. My name is George Mays. Sitting across from me is Jay Jones, trying to get his get his act together this morning. <laughs> I'll fade that music out. Yeah, you all right over there? Yep. You like knocked your hat off and your <clears throat> headphones off. Right before we started, I did. Yep. That's good. We've uh, it's been a while. It's been a while since we've been here. Yep. You know we're a a, a ministry of uh, Christ Fellowship Church here in Lawton, Oklahoma. I mentioned that because I was thinking this morning, a lot of people may not even know who we are. We're part of a. We're this is a ministry of a church. We're you, not just we're not just two random guys who are. Putting almost a did a mar- uh, Marvel quote again, George, but I withheld. Don't even know who we are. Oh yeah, yeah. You will, but we. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we we're a ministry of Christ Fellowship Church here in Lawton, Oklahoma, and uh, that's who we are. That's it. Yeah, that's who we are. All right, and this yeah. is uh, this is Free for All Friday, and it has been a while because last week I had to quarantine. Yeah, I was uh, came into contact with. <clears throat> covid you were in close uh, contact too close contact i thought for sure you were gonna get it well and you didn't get it hey maybe you're one of the few that are immune maybe pulled a negative pcr test yeah came back god has been faithful it was a rough it was a rough week being isolated uh, yeah isolated from uh isolated from everyone yeah my bedroom is not (laughs) it's not nearly big enough Mm. for me to to be in there for a week but it, it uh, you know, caused me to have some sympathy for people who have had to go through this, and yeah. a lot of people have to do this, and they actually are sick. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had a negative; <clears throat> I had no mm-hmm. no symptoms, so it's a little bit easier for me. Uh, just being isolated from the family for a week that was that was difficult, but uh, did did give me some uh, some sympathy for people that. That right. are having to go through this, uh, maybe having to be at the hospital, caused me to pray, yeah. pray more for uh, for those who are suffering under this. Um, it's you know, this is a this is a serious, serious uh, you know disease. It continues to appear to get worse too. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, vaccines. I don't know what to make. I mean, it, the Israel stuff is not been in the news a lot, but if you go and read about it, it's pretty disturbing. Right. It's the most vaccinated population on the planet. Yeah. Like 90% of them. Right. They're having a major outbreak. Yep. There. So. Yeah. uh, Seems like the uh, vaccine efficacy is, maybe has a. It wanes. Time limit. Yeah. They've got a boost. Give it Uh a boost. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. So that was, uh, was difficult. And then, uh, didn't have text driven Tuesday this this week because yeah I got sick because you were sick not with COVID there are still other sicknesses out there, there. are yeah I think it's I think we often <clears throat> forget that there are other things that you can get sick of I got hit with a stomach thing man yeah I woke up at two o'clock in the morning and like you know if you've been sick before with the stomach virus you know it's got you and I was like oh man I was like I gotta preach I was like I can hold this in until after twelve o'clock. <laughs> and so I'm just fighting it. And that's pretty optimistic to think that you yeah. are done by twelve o'clock, Jay. Yeah, that's 
twelve twelve twenty. Okay. And uh, I I couldn't sleep. Obviously, I kept waking up, and I was like, a, it it was just getting worse and worse and worse. Finally, at six fifteen, yep, just gave up, man. Just surrendered. Yeah, yeah. When you uh, when I I woke up and saw my phone buzzing and there was your name on it, I knew. Yeah. I knew what I was going to have to 24 do. Hour, it was yeah. just a 24-hour bug, though. Yeah. It hit me hard. I felt like I got run over by a truck. Yeah. And then about, eh, I don't know, six or seven at night, I was able to eat some chicken, some chicky soup. Yeah. Chicken noodle soup. Anybody else do that? little chicken broth? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a universal thing, right? Recovery. Right. Yeah. Could just feel like the power returning. It was weird. It was so weird. It's so like, she she won't like as me. As soon as I could eat or drink, I could just feel. She won't like me saying this, but uh, when we were first married, I, I had a stomach bug, and uh, Julia gave me tomato soup. What? Uh, that turned me off <laughs> to tomato soup to this day. <laughs> you still can't. I eat still it? can't eat tomato soup. Yeah. <laughs> Do not eat tomato soup when you are sick with a, a stomach stomach bug. <laughs> <laughs> not great <laughs> oh wow yeah yep so that was it no no uh text driven yeah you had to you had to dust off a sermon a prior sermon real quick like too huh yeah 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 well i actually took two two former sermons i'd preached and kind of mashed them together and reworked them it was good a little bit and uh yeah it was a good sermon well god is faithful right i mean you don't have to have all the bells and the whistles. Like just preach the text. Yeah. Right. Just preach the scriptures. And, uh, well, that's enough for God's people. That's enough for God's people. It's amazing how many, <laughs> how many preachers, uh, can't, can't seem to do that. Can't seem to figure it out. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, God, God has been faithful and, uh, glad to be back though. Yep. So this is, uh, this free for all Friday and we've got a few things to talk about today. <clears throat> yeah. What do we want to start with first? Hey, let's talk about this uh, this Texas heartbeat okay. act that uh, that just recently went through, and the the left have lost their collective minds over it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think nothing will demonstrate the reality of the deep effects of sin mm-hmm. like abortion. Right. It's so clear. I mean, I've got it ready for the sermon coming up this past Sunday. Okay. And we'll be able to talk about that more. Uh, just how just how utterly enslaved humanity is to sin. Yeah. Even the people that we would say are the best of us, best of best of us humans, without God's grace intervening on us, we are some pretty messed up people, dude. Yeah. And you only need to scroll through TikTok or or Twitter or Facebook and just read the comments, dude. You will in- realize the truth about who we are. Around this 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 bill here, um, I just read through comment after comment after comment on different posts about how terrible this was because you can't detect uh, you can't detect um, a whole variety of uh, of disorders yeah. before this level. Like one, and the, the specific one was Down syndrome, uh-huh. but there's a whole variety of others, right? And so what they're saying is the number of Down syndrome people are going to like increase fivefold. And the, how, the horror, right? How terrible it is, right? It, right? <laughs> yeah. And um, how how bad? Is can, it, can you imagine being a Down syndrome right? person? Yeah. And or the the mother or father of one like mm-hmm. they like to be alive. Don't know <laughs> right. if you're aware of that. Yeah. 
so of course, of course, we believe they still have the image of God, right? Because they're humans. Yeah, they still have intrinsic worth. Like the Christian worldview is, we don't kill you because you don't contribute to society yeah. as much as other people do. Right. Right. Uh, but that seems to be the case of the left. Yeah. It's the utilitarian ethic. Mm-hmm. If you're a burden on society and you're not a contributor, well, you really don't have the right to live. Yeah. It's a disgusting position, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Um, so this is Senate Bill 8 uh, in Texas. It just, uh, just went into act um, last week. This is, uh, they're calling it a heartbeat act, but um, those who are opposed to it are saying that that's kind of a mischaracterization because you can't actually detect a heartbeat at six weeks. Mm. Uh, but uh, this is, this is. So they um, threw a six week timeout and then called it heartbeat deal? I guess. Uh, well, it's it's you cannot you cannot get an abortion after six weeks. Okay. Um, I don't know all the you know the medical jargon, mm-hmm. right? But it, it's a six week it's a six week ban, um, and uh, those who are opposed to it are saying, well, you, a lot of a lot of women don't even know that they're pregnant until. Mm-hmm. You know, six weeks. Yeah, um, and so this is effectively ending abortion in Texas. <clears throat> now, I, I think that I think that uh, uh, you know, I, I would still call myself an abolitionist. Mm. Would you call yourself an abolitionist, Jay? Maybe with qualifications. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we're abolitionists in the sense that you want to see abortion ended, right? Like we're we're not just wanting to push the football back again and again and again and never actually reach the end zone. I'm not the kind of abolitionist that's going to bash this bill. Okay, you know what I mean. I think there are because there are some right. I, I mean, I, there are some that could not resist. Yeah, could, just could not resist. Yeah. the temptation to jump on Twitter and Facebook and immediately bash this bill. Right. How terrible! I I think that there are some things that can be said that are good. But I think there's also some things that are bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think what's good is that, um, like like I said, a, a lot of times they can't even, they don't even know they're pregnant. Right. You know, women don't even know they're pregnant until this. So that's going to mm-hmm. um, prevent a, a lot of abortions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this gives some more authority to fathers, for instance. Um, because they can sue the abortionist, they can sue the abortionist. Um, they can sue. Uh, they can sue a lot of people. Anyone involved? Right? Anyone involved? Um, and that paid, uh, that paid for it. Yeah, and um, or drove them there. Right. Any a whole host of things. Yeah. Um, so that's that's good because you know there's right now in in Oklahoma the the father doesn't have a say. Yeah. Right. Um, so there. You know, we don't want to just universally say there's nothing good about this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, my problem, I, I guess my my biggest problem is, well, one, um, it's it's a civil it's a civil issue mm-hmm. now. So the the state the state can't do like the law specifically says the state cannot do anything to enforce this, right? It's a different. It's, strat- that's, that's kind of a weird. That's they're, kind of a weird. You they're, know, they're going at it from a different legal strategy, right? Um, than they have, so then they've tried before, right? So uh, a citizen 
can bring a lawsuit against the abortionist or the person who funds it or, or drives the woman. Uh, one of the problems is that they can't sue the mother. So, you know, the person that actually is going mm-hmm. to murder their baby, um, there's, there's nothing there uh, against them. Uh, and also it's not a criminal, it's not a criminal offense. Mm. And, um, I think that if we're, if we're going to be faithful to God's law, um, do not murder, we have to call it a murder. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not a civil, that's not a civil offense. That's, that's right. a criminal offense mm-hmm. and should have criminal charges brought against it. Right. That's, that is, that's my biggest issue with it. Right. Um, is that we need to take it seriously because right. until we until we take it seriously and say this is murder, um, we're we're not going to take it seriously in the in the criminal mm-hmm. criminal courts. Right. Um, so that's that's probably my biggest issue is that it's it's still downplaying exactly what's going on here. Like we're still we're still toying around with with the fact that well is it a, is it a life is it not it if if it's the taking of a life. Then we shouldn't we shouldn't try to to soft pedal it. It's murder, mm-hmm. and the people who do it are murderers. Right. And I, I think as Christians, uh, if we want to be faithful to God's law, we need to call it that. Mm-hmm. And the penalty for murder is is the death penalty. But, well, right. yeah. I mean, we got a whole host of other problems with our legal system, right. though, because yeah. they don't enforce <laughs> right. They don't enforce God's standards for murder anyway. Right. Yeah. Or or rape or rape yeah I mean right. uh, that's that's one of the that's one of the um, you know the uh, the criticisms is well what about rape yeah well if we took seriously the the charge of rape and and the standard you know the punishment for rape in the in the law is there to be there to be executed well it just demonstrates the upside down nature of our world how absolutely immoral it is right you know they the the rapist in our in our world is going to get like laughable jail time yeah, and they're going to execute the baby. Right. That's what, that's what the secular world wants. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to die because of this rape. Yeah. Well, it shouldn't, it should be the baby because who wants to raise a, a, a baby that was conceived in rape? Right. Now there are a ton of people. This is one beauty of social media is you can actually find these people. They're alive, George. Right. Today. Yeah. People conceived in rape. Yeah. And I just love whenever they interact with somebody. Yeah. They tell them, what you're saying is my life doesn't matter mm-hmm. because of how I was conceived. Right. I mean, and that's what they're saying. Mm-hmm. But if we were actually a moral society, we would execute the rapist. Yeah. And and let the baby live. Yeah. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, we're so our, our our world and the hearts of people are so calloused. Yeah. So, again, sin is so deeply entrenched that people don't even think about these things. They just comes off their lips. Yeah. What about rape? Oh, kill the baby conceived and raped. Like, they don't <laughs> right. even think about what they're saying. Yeah. They just say it. Just comes out. Yeah. Um, I, I guess some some other problems I have is, um, I mean, if you live close to Oklahoma, just come to Oklahoma um, and get an abortion. Uh, but then it, again, this is not they. None of these laws take into account that you can buy medicine to cause an abortion right over the counter. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is the biggest problem with all of the abortion laws mm-hmm. that are even going right now. If they're not uh if they if they don't begin at conception and they don't specifically list these 
over-the-counter medications, yeah. like the morning-after pill, right? then you are still allowing uh, abortion to take place. Mm-hmm. You've got to ban these. You've got to criminalize these. Yeah. And uh, until you get there, there's going to be a lot. I mean, that's I would probably say that's where most of them are done nowadays. Girls are just popping those things after. Right. They're living a crazy, reckless lifestyle, and they just go get one of those things, pop it after. Right. Who knows how many of their children they've killed? They won't know till the day of judgment. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I, I, you know, to bring us to the next the next topic we were going to talk about, um, you know, the often the response to something like this is, well, who's going to take care of these these children? Right. Like we need to have more government assistance mm. um we need to to educate people more we need to have more um you know sex education in schools if we did these things then abortions would would drop um and the the case is often made that the reason why people are getting abortions is because it's a financial burden yeah or because they don't know that it's it's a a child sure but you you've been boots on the ground at an abortion clinic mm-hmm. and you we've talked about it before you you know the kind of people that go right yeah is, is it a bunch of uneducated poor people most i mean there are a few most of uh what you'll observe though are middle class or higher yeah driving nice cars i and i told you man I, i've seen a a woman come there to get an abortion leave her other kids in the car with her husband yeah and go get one. Mm-hmm. They know what they're doing, right? Right. Um, they know they're they know they're killing they're killing a human. So the the argument is really even changed. We talked about this before. R.C. Sproul has been kind of in this fight. He was in this fight a long time, and initially he thought science would catch up and people would say, "Oh my gosh, look what we didn't know when Roe was passed." And have all this technology. We didn't know all this stuff. Um, and he thought people would say, oh, they, yeah, this is a human at conception. And uh, But then he said, you know, I was totally wrong because the argument's changed. The argument now is we know it's a human at conception. We just think a mother should have the right to kill her baby. Yeah. That's where we are. Yeah. And that's what the argument now is. Mm-hmm. Those who say my body, my choice, just really demonstrate that they're really either just uh, – dumb like they're they're actually stupid or they're just trying to use rhetorical effect in hopes that other people that hear it are still stupid yeah you know I, what I, mean? I think that yeah i think that uh i think that that rhetoric has been used for so long that people just mindlessly right um repeat it yeah even though scientifically <laughs> that that is demonstrably false mm-hmm. right Everything about you is there at conception. Right. Literally everything. Yeah. If our science was advanced enough, and I'm guessing in the future, it will become this advanced. They could read your genetic code and plug it into a computer and show a picture of what you'll look like as an adult. I bet you we get there, George. Because mm. everything you are is there. Yeah. Everything you are is there at conception. And... People still kill the baby, and people still kill the baby. Oh, that guy's going to grow up to look terrible. 
Yeah. yeah, that's how sick we are. They, they probably right. would be. Let me see what it looks like before I make this decision. Yeah, make sure he doesn't look like Brad Pitt. Gonna be a money maker for me. Uh huh. You know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Humans are that sick, dude. Yeah, we really are. Yeah. So uh, you know, we've talked about it before. All of this this legislation will not change the human heart. Mm-hmm. Now that doesn't mean that we shouldn't, you know be pursuing the end of abortion right um because that is that's the that's the moral thing to do that's the righteous thing to do is to end the murder of babies yeah people are like what you want women in the back alleys doing abortions again there should be consequences to sin that's preferable than going into any clinic (laughs) right in a neighborhood yeah. And letting them have a uh, free reign on abortions. Yeah. Yeah, make it illegal like murder. Right. Like we know people and murder is illegal and people still commit murder. Right. We know if it's banned, women are still going to do it. Right. Because it's a heart issue. It's a heart issue. Um the reason why people go to an abortion clinic is not because they're stupid. It's not because they are financially burdened. It's because they have a heart of murder. Mm-hmm. They have a they have a murderous heart, um, and so Christians need to stop believing this this lie that if we just did more of this social stuff, <clears throat> right. then abortions would end. And we need to start taking total depravity seriously. Yeah, like people, we we profess that there's none there's none righteous, no, not one that no one's seeking after God. Um, but we don't really think about what that means. Mm-hmm. No, and we often forget and take for granted God's grace to us in where we live. Uh, because even though, yes, America is very secular, the foundation of America was not secular, really. Like, it had secular, maybe some secular ideas that came from... Greek philosophy and things like that. But when you're talking about individual rights and morality, this is America is, found, is founded on the Judeo Christian um, uh, principles. I mean, the Ten Commandments are in Congress for crying out loud. Moses is at the back holding up the two tablets. Yeah. So, so the legislatures can see it. That's, that's not going to be great on the day of judgment for them. Right. Um, and so. You can see God's grace all over the place here in the fact that we don't have like roving bands of predatory males like stealing and raping people. There's not like warlords yeah. because our laws and the structure of society have prevented those things, right? We have laws against murder and stealing and all of these things. And that stuff came from somewhere mm-hmm. and they're enforced according to certain standards. Well, they used to be more. Now, you know, our legal system has gone crazy too but all of that's the grace of god restraining human evil mm-hmm. government restrains human evil local authorities restrain human evil the family restrains human evil you know what i'm saying like uh there's nothing more dangerous than a, than a than a male raised without another male like that creates a dangerous person mm-hmm. right so you you've got all these boys growing up now without dads Guess what? They grow up to become terrible humans. So as all these things start to collapse, you know, God just 
removes restraint from us as as we have tried to throw we throw we say we're going to throw off God's uh, we're going to throw God off a of society and and He says okay and eventually He says okay go your own way and you'll reap the consequences that's what we see collapse of family uh, that restrains evil la- collapse of local governments that restrains evil collapse of eventually federal government and you know either I don't know one of two things will happen. God will give us grace, we'll repent, or maybe three things will happen. Uh, China will invade, we'll be speaking, our grandchildren will speak Chinese, we'll be ruled by tyrants. Uh, or three, this becomes like uh, Mad Max, America is Mad Max, because China's like, forget that, they all got guns over there, and it just becomes the Wild West. Yeah. Then there'll be roving bands of murderous alpha males killing and pillaging. I mean, it's gonna be. It'll be. It'll be terrible. So, we underestimate how how wicked and how, how deeply sin has affected the human race. And at the same time, every day we take we take for granted how God has restrained that evil. Yeah, He's restrained it in a variety of ways. And uh, I just hopefully He won't let loose all the way. Right. If it does, I'm going to create a gang. If you're listening to you this, <laughs> if you're listening to this, we'll meet out out toward Mount Scott. We'll form a gang and we'll hold off the uh, murdering, pillaging rapists. We'll create a community based off of God's law and we'll protect the weak. Meet me at Mount this, Scott. <laughs> this, you just got a shadow band <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> Well, you know the weak the weak beta males at YouTube. You're welcome in our community too. <laughs> we'll protect you because there's not because you're not going to be able to protect yourselves. Yeah, you're not going to be able to shadow ban people that are trying to chop down your door with hatchets. Yeah, when when society collapses, but you can meet us at Mount Scott. <laughs> this has gone in a direction that I was not anticipating, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> well, people act like these things don't happen. I mean, if you if you want to see it happen, just look at Afghanistan. Right. You think you you think your mean uh, your your uh, stern warnings to to, <laughs> right. to the Afghan to the evil men the evil yeah. men because it's that's who's ruling Afghanistan uh-huh. evil men to the evil men of Afghanistan they sure are quaking in their boots when you tell them they better incorporate women into their government. Right. The they're terrified. <laughs> the shock that I keep reading about from our government, like, oh, <laughs> the Taliban are not allowing women mm-hmm. in the government. Um, I saw a picture of, I don't know if it was a school or what, that looked like people were sitting in desks, but there was there was men on one side and like a curtain and yeah. women on the other side. And um, our government just has not been able to grasp the fight against Islam. Like they they refuse to see it as a clash of theologies. Yeah, they they won't see it that way. And um, uh, as long as they ignore the theological aspect of this, which they're, is, they're not going to be able to do anything. Which is very arrogant of them, anyway, because to them it's a clash of theologies. Yes. Right. To them it is. Uh huh. You can ignore. Try to ignore it all you want. Right. Yeah, they're they are they're fighting a theological war. Mm-hmm. a religious war and America is trying to to bring in you know democracy that's based on Christian values at least it used to be 
trying to to put it on Islam, and it's not going to work because the foundations are different, and the foundation of Islam is not going to support the structure of America. Yeah. All yeah, right, yeah, you yeah. got you got something that that went uh, that went a different direction than than I thought it would, but you uh, got you got something for I'd us. I just say you know like man, Jay went a little Alex Jones. You're not wearing the tinfoil yeah. the tinfoil hat. You know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I think I'm just more of a realist. If you think it can't happen here, like why would you think that? What, yeah. what would make you think it, that? If you read history, you know how many Romans thought. We'll never fall. Yeah. We're the mightiest empire that's ever been on the face of the earth. Nothing can touch us. Who conquered them, George? It was just the barbarians. Just some barbarians. Yeah. They they collapsed really inwardly first. Right. I mean, we mirror them in so many ways. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you look at, if you if you were to read Roman history, if anyone reads, you know, history. Nobody reads, George. Um, yeah, the, the, uh, the parallels are... Are pretty uncanny, mm-hmm. um, and in fact, our culture seems a lot worse than the Roman culture. Well, you know, Romans—they um, at I, least knew the difference between uh, a male and a female. Yeah, they they did, and they knew um, what they had to have were they—they uh, they knew they had to have babies. Yeah, and they may throw out imperfect babies. Yeah. Well, like I say, they didn't, but they knew they needed babies for the to the war for the war machine. Yeah, we pretend like we don't even need bodies for the war machine, like it's just going to keep churning no matter what. So you know, our 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 birth rates are like way down. Mm-hmm. Pretty soon, we won't have a war machine. Yeah, because we just don't have babies over here anymore. We just kill our babies. We'll switch gears. Biggest, <laughs> biggest. I gotta say it. Big, biggest, biggest. Uh, <clears throat> Biggest put down ever came from Putin. Oh, yeah? He, he, uh, a reporter asked him, this was early on, I think right after Biden got elected, what do you think about Biden saying you're a killer? Y- you know what he said? Whoa. He said something like, I'm a killer. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. He said, I'm a killer? Yeah. He said, well, my country doesn't abort 30,000 30, babies a year. Mm. I was like. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Like dang, yeah. What do you what do you say back to that? Anyway, switching gears. All right, so here here's a. Uh, I think this is, is this an Instagram or a TikTok. This that's is a TikTok. That's a TikTok. This is a TikTok this video. Guy, this guy over here is sending me like five TikTok videos a day. Yeah, you got on TikTok and you just went wild, and you're sending me some. You're sending me some pretty TikTok. outlandish, <laughs> outlandish stuff. TikTok has replaced TV for me. I don't even watch TV anymore. There's <laughs> <laughs> just too much, just too too much of a variety of funny stuff and stuff like this video that I'm going to show you. Um, in this video, it's William Lane, William Lane Craig. So William Lane Craig's a Christian apologist. Uh, he's actually brilliant. I mean, I won't say he's not brilliant. He's an evidentialist, so mm-hmm. we would maybe dis- disagree with his or I do, with his methodology. I used to subscribe to his methodology of evidentialism. And all that is is that you would provide proof, right? Right. I'm going to give you evidence as to why you should believe. Um, I'll answer your refutations, give you evidence, and it doesn't really fit 
with um, our view of depravity and salvation. Right. I'm not going to say there's no warrant for it. I, I think you ought to be able to show people there are legitimate answers and even go on the offensive and then question their worldview. Mm-hmm. I think that's William Lane Craig does a good job of that often. He'll go on the offensive and say, yeah. oh, we're not the only ones that need to answer questions here. So he's had an influence on me. Uh, but he has a lot of, I have a lot of issues with a lot of things he said. Like, so I don't want to, I don't want to say this guy is terrible, but he has made an impact. I would say most atheists are scared to debate William Lane Craig. Okay. I, I don't think they will. I think they're scared because he is that, he is that sharp of a thinker. His, his critical thinking skills and the, his ability to think quickly are like unmatched. And you will look dumb. <laughs> like if you're an atheist, he'll get you. Yeah. Um, but I watched this video because the question is got problems. This, this how guy, old is this video? It's got to be at least 25 years old. I mean, he's still got dark hair. Yeah. Just the style of the clothes people mm-hmm. are wearing. It's got to be 25 years old. Okay. Um, so. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to put this on airplane mode. Yeah, but ah, the, I can't do that. People are going to text when I have to show this video. Watch. The, <laughs> it's going to run it. Stop texting. But the uh, but the question, the, the question that's being asked is still as it, relevant today as it was. It's still relevant. People will ask you this today. Mm-hmm. William Lane Craig's answer is flawed. Yes. So I want to look at it, discuss why it's flawed, use the Bible. Okay. And, uh, and it fits in with what we've been talking about. So okay. can we shift over? So why God, doesn't God do miracles anymore, if that's the evidence? So let's hear it. In your opening speech about the importance of miracles in Jesus' ministry, and apparently you did so to demonstrate his need to give an evidentiary proof of his divinity beyond the laws of nature, otherwise why would he perform miracles? If our entire salvation is dependent upon accepting Jesus, why does God act in such a hidden fashion today. Why not 2,000 years later give us miracles? Part a few oceans, uh, fire and brimstone a few cities, maybe a few flaming chariots. If we needed 2,000 years ago supernatural evidence to believe supernatural things, why is God so stingy today in denying us that same supernatural evidence, considering that so much rides upon it? Well, I would agree with uh, the French philosopher uh, and mathematician Blaise Pascal when he said that God has given evidence sufficient for those with an open mind and an open heart, uh, but it's sufficiently vague so as not to compel those whose hearts are closed. Certainly God could write in skywriting across the sky, uh, I exist, repent or perish, uh, something of that sort, or uh, on every atom he could uh, right created by God. Republican. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I don't think that uh, God's under any sort of obligation to offer these kinds of coercive evidences. I think that the evidences he ha- has given are sufficient for someone who's willing to look at them with an open mind and an open heart. And I would add this other point too, is that although I haven't talked about this very much tonight, I think that the primary uh, way in which we know God exists is not through these evidences, but it is through this immediate experience of God himself, the fifth point that I talked about. For those who are genuinely seeking God, I believe God will make his existence evident to them. So there is a sort of interior way 
to to God in addition to these exterior proofs. You mentioned. All right. Jay, why is God being so stingy? <laughs> All right. So let's. I guess we'll start with the question itself. Okay. The question itself, I think, is flawed because it's presuming that the reason Jesus did miracles was only for the purpose of providing supernatural evidence to supernatural claims, right? Now, there is that element, obviously. In the end of John's Gospel, uh, John, the beloved disciple, the eyewitness, he tells you in, in chapter the end of chapter 20 that Jesus did many other signs that than that that are here. Like if you were gonna write down everything he did, there wouldn't be enough books to hold it. Like he did uh, a ton of miracles and signs, but he calls these signs, mm -hmm. right? But I but he says these signs are written so that you might believe. And that by believing, right, you might have life in his name. So signs, we know what a sign is, you know, they're around our church. Sunday school, there's a sign pointing down the hall, Sunday school. It points to a reality, right? So these signs that Jesus does in John's gospel are arranged in a fashion that they reveal something about Jesus in, in order that you would believe them. Good, right? Good, great. So if that's all they were, then maybe the guy's question would stand. But that's not all they are, and we'll get to that in a second, okay? But let's deal with now, let's shift to William Lane Craig's answer. I think the guy asking the question and William Lane Craig have a presupposition that we'll have to, yeah, we'll hit on. Which is, you can believe. Right, that, that if Jesus did these signs, then people would believe. Right. So, right. so the guys, the guys presupposition and, and William Clay, William Lane Craig, he, he agrees with the presupposition from, mm -hmm. from other things that he said, um, is that, uh, why doesn't God do signs today and people would believe? Right. Um, and, uh, I think with that presupposition, both the question and the answer are flawed. Are flawed, yeah. And it's flawed because, yeah, of course, William Lane Craig he would deny total inability or total depravity. Yeah, the guy's a Molinist. Yes. We could. <laughs> we're not gonna. We're not gonna go down that that yeah, rabbit hole. We could go down. We could go down it one day. But so William Lane Craig's answer, you'll notice, is not first biblical, and he often does this. I think he does it to give himself credibility in the academic world. So he'll quote someone like Blaise Pascal. Yeah. Well, I. <laughs> I don't want to say this is all evidentialist, um, but in my reading of evidentialists like William Lane Craig, Norman Geisler, guys like this, um, they often will go to philosophy mm -hmm. first. Right. So what's the very first thing that William Lane Craig says? Yes. He, I would agree with the philosopher. Right. Pascal. Right. Yeah, and it's to give himself some type of credibility in the academic world. So we have to acknowledge that part of it, which I guess you could say is a wise tactic. It's a wise tactic, but he never shifts gears and goes to the biblical reason. Right. And the reason is is because I think he starts at a flawed position. Now, it, this this is a Q&A. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're getting just a, a little snippet. Mm -hmm. He's obviously had a presentation before right. this. I don't know what that presentation was. So we're not getting everything that he said. We're not saying that 
that you know William Lane Craig ignores the Bible. Right. We're just saying that when it comes to how he answers a question like this, his um, his first his first um, go to is not well, what does the scripture say? Right. But what does this philosophy say? Yes. And uh, that that ties in a lot to his his Molinism because um, Molinism is a lot of things, but uh, biblically based. It ain't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a very heavy philosophical position. Sure, but it's not it's not backed up by scripture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is a parable Jesus told. I think that would influence the way we should begin to think about these things. Before we jump into the other thing, Jesus signs do to people mm-hmm. uh, or supernatural evidence, what it does to people. It's the parable of rich man and Lazarus. Did you think about that? I didn't. Okay. So but, that ri- is, that, but you're absolutely right. So yeah. Jesus tells a parable of a rich man and Lazarus. Uh, Lazarus, a poor man, had it hard his whole life. Uh, you know, the rich man, he's been rich, got it made his whole life. So they both die. Rich man is in suffering and, it, and he's in torment. He's in Sheol, the part of Sheol that's bad. The, uh, the Hades. Yeah, the poor man, he's at Abraham's side. Mm-hmm. And this rich man is suffering intense, and it's intense suffering. He's he's parched, and he cries out. Uh, is, to Ab- is it to Abraham or the? I can't remember. Uh, the rich man cries out to Abraham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send uh, Lazarus back to uh, warn my family, right? Not to come to this place. I'm in torment. Yeah. And Jesus says, <laughs> "The parable unfolds, and we should listen to it. it should ring in your ears." Yeah. Uh, if they won't believe Moses and the prophets, they won't believe even if someone rises from the dead. Yeah. That's a mic drop moment. Big time. Because you know how the rest of the story unfolds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which Jesus raises a dead man. <laughs> uh-huh. Named La- <laughs> name Lazarus. <laughs> La- yeah, later. And... Uh, they conspire to kill Jesus and Lazarus <laughs> right. to get rid of the evidence. Yeah. We've talked about on text, text Driven Tuesdays. So they don't believe right. supernatural evidence. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jesus himself will rise from the dead. They won't believe that either. Yeah. So according to Jesus, if you won't believe God's revealed word as it's revealed in the Bible, you're not going to believe supernatural evidence. Something's wrong with you. Right, so we have to kind of elaborate on that, and maybe we can do that a little bit here. But what's another element of Jesus's um, miracles, his sign ministry? What happens to other people that view it, the people that see it? Well, I I think you see that with the raising of Lazarus. Mm -hmm. I mean, just like you said, what do they what do they conspire to do? Right. Well, we got to kill this guy. (laughs) Not not what kind of person can raise. Uh, a you know four day dead guy. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we should pay attention to what he says. Right. Instead, they um they conspire to kill him mm-hmm. because if we don't, the whole world's going to go after him. That's right. Yeah. Um, we see uh, the first place that I thought when when we were we were discussing this this clip was John chapter six. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus feeds five thousand. Mm-hmm. He walks across the water in the middle of the night. The next day, the people wake up. They're looking for Jesus. They don't find him, so they go around to where he is. 
Um, and uh, because they're hungry, mm-hmm. they want more to eat. They want more miracle. And, and Jesus says, you know, um, you're you're seeking me not because you're, you know, because you're seeking me. It's because of of the of the loaves, right? Right. And what did they say? What sign will you do? <laughs> Right. <laughs> so that we'll believe on you. Yeah. Give us uh, some skywriting. Like this is, yeah, this is an eye roll moment, mm. right? Like right. short, short memory that you guys have. Right. Um, you, you know what I just did. Uh, but you're, this sign that I already did, it's not enough. They want more. It's a big sign. It's right? an ex nihilo sign. Yeah. Um, it's just like the the you know the religious leaders they come to Jesus. What sign will you do, right? Um, so that we will believe who you are, mm-hmm. so we know who you are, right? And Jesus says it's it's a wicked and adulterous people, a wicked wicked and adulterous generation that ask for a sign. And the only sign you're going to get is the sign of Jonas. Yep, Jonah. And mm-hmm. um, so we see kind of what the what these signs are doing mm-hmm. it's not causing them to believe who he is yep it's doing the opposite mm-hmm. that's right um and john since we're in john john tells you about it the unbelief of the people and he quote ends up quoting from isaiah uh chapter six now i find isaiah chapter six connection interesting yeah because our president just quoted this passage <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> but let's uh let's let yeah, let's let did. John hey, the, can we uh, that's a rabbit trail. I know it's a rabbit oh, trail, but you brought it up. We're gonna hunt it. Are we gonna hunt it? Let's explain it first and then ex- okay, all, all explain right, okay. the the preposterous Okay. <laughs> okay. President. Right. You can't bring for, that up and, for and quoting just drop this. it. <laughs> because it, in a way, President Biden became a uh a prophet. Yeah. Like the high priest of Israel who prophesies uh-huh. without knowing he's prophesying. Okay. All right. Let's go Go ahead. Go ahead. So in the context of John, right, um, the unbelief of the people, how are we to ex- explain it? Like, how, do, how can you explain people seeing real miracles and yet not believing? That's what is being answered here. And... God tells us that so the word spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us, to who, to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Now, we could unpack that. It would be fun, the arm of the Lord. But for another time, it's Jesus. That's who it is. Uh, therefore, they could not believe. Cause there, there's the thing. That's a statement of ability. Mm-hmm. They can't believe, George. Right. As Isaiah said, he has blinded their eyes and hardened their heart, lest they see with their eyes and understand with their heart in turn, and I would heal them. So Jesus' ministry has a hardening effect, right? I say hardening uh, because he's not adding something additional to the human race. All he's doing is his ministry of revelation. Instead of going like, oh, man, that if we're neutral, like William Lane Craig is claiming, everybody should go, what in the world? Oh, it's the Messiah. But they don't because mm-hmm. they're not neutral. So his ministry has a hardening effect on them. Right. It drives them further and further into their unbelief. And he quotes from Isaiah chapter 6. Yeah. 
which is very interesting. And if you go back to Isaiah chapter 6, that's the famous throne room scene. And Isaiah beholds the glory of God. He beholds Jesus sitting upon his throne. John tells us he saw his glory and spoke of him. That's Jesus on that throne, that throne room with, with his great seraphim around him. It's an incredible scene, and it's a great picture of uh, how God expiates sin from someone and cleanses them with his own righteousness when he touches the angel touches the coal on him, removes his sin. Picture of what Christ does for us. And then Isaiah's like, and, and God's talking on the throne, and then he's like, who will go for us? Who will? And then Isaiah's like, here I am, send me. I'll go. And that's where our president quotes. Remember that? Uh huh. He quoted that in his. Speech. I wish we could have a. Wish we had a clip of that. That would be. Yeah. That would be really good. Let me see if I can find that was, while you're while you're talking. It was after the uh, the fourteen, uh, the thirteen Marines and the one soldier died in Af- in Afghanistan, and he gave this speech, and in the speech, right, he uh, he tries to to use the Bible, and of course he gets a pass on that, right? Because it's only Christian nationalism if it's a, a Republican president quoting scripture. Well that's right. That that was that was one of the things that I was going to mention is that you have um you have President Trump. He uh you know he walks across the street from the White House to uh which we criticized for him for a, that. And yeah, we, we can criticize that for sure. Um it certainly came across as a uh, a photo op yeah right um holding up the bible and everyone loses their minds mm-hmm. right um but then biden actually uh you sent it to me yeah biden actually quotes <laughs> actually quotes from the bible uh, during a speech, mm-hmm. and uh, it's pretty pretty silent. Yeah, right. Uh, so, kind of the hip- hypocrisy of that. But yeah, he um, he is going to quote from Isaiah six. Okay, well, let's see if hopefully I that's the right clip. It's it's only what thirty seven seconds, so yeah, that, that should be it. Yeah, let's give it a shot. Yeah. Uh? I don't know, man. I don't know. What is the deal here? All right, I think I got it now. Okay. How do I get back to it? There we go. Or maybe not. <laughs> All right. He says it. So he so he says, yeah. So yeah. he he says, um, that uh, I, th- I think he even says Isaiah, doesn't he? He quote, yeah, he quotes from Isaiah says, Isaiah 6, you know, "Here I am, send me." And the military have been. He says, and they've been answering the call. They've been going. Here right. I am, send me. Uh huh. Yeah, totally, totally out of like, just totally just cool. rip it <laughs> and he's, just rip it completely out. That's not one you want to you want to use, man. That's not one you want to go with, you know, because. What God's calling Isaiah to is there's a reason John quotes it for mm-hmm. why people won't believe. Right. His ministry will now be to go to a pre- preach to a people who will not listen to him. They will not listen to God. His preaching, his ministry will actually harden the hearts of the people of Israel so that they will not listen and they will not repent 
and they'll come under the, God's judgment. Yeah. Not, 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 not one, not one you want the president <laughs> quoting. When it, I mean, in a way, prophetic though. Yeah. Very uh-huh. much so. Right. Not in, in regards to the soldiers, but in regards to the state of the United States. Right. Will not listen. Will not repent. Mm-hmm. Hearts are hardened. God's judgment is coming. Right. And this is, of course, one of the things Jesus' signs do. That's why we brought it up initially. So the, the, the whole idea is flawed to begin with. If God were to do miracles every single day, it would just harden people's hearts even more. Right. Because something more is required than that. It's divine intervention. Yeah, and, um, well, one, the presupposition is that God hasn't given evidence right. already. Every single day, he yeah. gives evidence. Romans chapter 1, uh, that the, right, the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. Yeah. For what can be known about God is plain to them. Right. It's plain to them because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made, so they are without excuse. So we, we can't ignore this passage. So a, a question like that, why doesn't, why doesn't God do signs now? Go outside. Right. Look around. God's attributes are on crystal clear display mm-hmm. um, in the things that He's made. In general revelation, um, we we know that there is a God, and we we can grasp something of His attributes, right. His His power, um, His His Majesty, um, His divine nature as being a good God who cares for his creation. All of these things are crystal clear. And Paul says they are clearly perceived. Right. Like it gets it gets through. Mm-hmm. The problem is not with um, the revelation. The problem is with the receiver. Yeah. The re- something is wrong with the receiver. Mm-hmm. And so instead of giving glory to God, instead of giving thanks to him and acknowledging him as God, instead we suppress the truth. Right. And we'd rather worship creation instead of seeing past creation to the creator and worshiping him instead. Right. And so God, ha- God has revealed himself. Right. He's, he reveals himself 24-7. Yeah, there's natural, this, their natural, natural revelation is sufficient to understand the truth about who God is yeah. and really the truth of who, who you are. That's suppressed. What this guy would say, I don't know him, but I've talked to enough people like him, is they'll say, you're making supernatural claims. You're making claims about the universe that are outside of the natural um, and I would say, no, no, we're not. And, and this is how I would go at it. Um, you're making supernatural claims because you claim the universe came from nothing. Yeah. Like time and chance aren't things. They'd like to, they like to play this game and pretend they're things, but time and chance are only measurements. Yeah. They only measure things. They don't do anything. They can't do anything. Um, but seriously, the, you believe a supernatural thing. That spontaneously, everything came from nothing. There's nothing more irrational or supernatural than that. We hold to a consistent view with uh, the created order. Like we look at created order and we see that everything that begins to exist has a cause. Everything, right? And so God fits 
perfectly within this natural realm as the cause of all things. Now, of course, we say supernatural because he existed before anything ever existed. He's outside of time and space, matter, all things. So that makes him by his nature supernatural. But that's more logical and a better explanation than everything came from nothing. Than magic. Yeah. You believe in magic. We believe in determ- it's, it's we the, believe in determinism. It's right? what what is it? I, I I don't know who said this. It's like the magician pulling the rabbit out of the hat. Except there is no magician, and, and there, there is, is no, no rabbit, and, and there's no and hat. There's no hat. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then they have the same problem when it comes to life, right? Non biological in uh, matter does not magically spring forth life. It, it violates uh, various laws mm-hmm. of the universe, which everything is in a state of decay. Things aren't becoming orderly. They're becoming chaotic and uh, decaying and wasting away. Um, but that's the claim. You claim supernatural things. There's got to be supernatural evidence. And, and, we, and we just say, no, you've got enough. You suppress it in a righteousness because you love sin. That's the answer. Yeah. The answer is... No matter how much evidence God were to give you, you would explain it away. You would say, that's aliens. If, so, if somebody wrote in the sky every day, I'm God. I love I love that movie that Ben Stein did, the um, Expelled. Uh-huh. Did you, you ever see that? I did. Um, where he's talking to Richard Dawkins, and he gets Richard Dawkins to admit that it's possible that life on Earth began because aliens implanted life. Right on this planet, so he won't believe in God, but he'll believe that aliens seeded the earth, seeded the earth, based off of no evidence (laughs) whatsoever. (laughs) Right? Yeah, that's my favorite part of that movie, and that's why you know if if God were to write in the sky every day, every morning you woke up say, "Hey, I'm here again. I'm God. I'm calling you to myself, George, Mm -hmm. by name." People be like, "Don't listen to the sky writing." Right. It's it's yeah. it's aliens. Uh-huh. They're gonna implant a parasite in your brain. Right. Yeah. Um because of the fall, we all come into this world corrupted. And we call that total depravity. Now by total depravity, that doesn't mean that we're as bad as we could possibly be. Mm-hmm. Um it means that every one of our faculties has been corrupted by the fall, mm-hmm. including our minds. Um so through general revelation, we can we can make observations about the world, but when we try to interpret those observations, our mind is, it doesn't function properly. Right. So this is, this is what we're talking about, talking about abortion, talking about the, the signs, um, that even if God did supernatural miracles just all the time, man would still not be able to accurately interpret those signs he would twist them and he would make up some some other reason right like aliens yeah um because or, because or jesus does his miracles by demons right yeah right and he's uh, like jesus is like really yeah because i'm here going to war against the kingdom of darkness <laughs> casting out demons yeah yeah right. i'm making war on the kingdom of darkness by the kingdom of god yeah kingdom against itself can't stand right so it, it's illogical yeah but man in his corruption and his fallen nature, um, it even his thinking is flawed. Um, and so because of, of common grace, 
even unbelievers can make accurate observations. Mm -hmm. But because of, it's called the noetic effect of the fall mm -hmm. um, from, I know, mm -hmm. um, mind. our mind our mind cannot accurately not, interpret. Not that Noah. Right, noetic. Yeah. <laughs> it, we can't accurately interpret the, the facts. Mm -hmm. We can't interpret the things that we're seeing. And that's why even if Jesus, like we were talking about it before we started recording, if, if Jesus even did, you know, move things like a like a Jedi, they still wouldn't they still wouldn't believe. Mm -hmm. But another another aspect of that that goes along with with total depravity is when when they're seeking signs, they are they are putting their own authority over God. Yeah. Like we're we're the ones that determine because Jesus is doing signs. Right, that that's the book of John is the first half of John is the book of signs because he does all these miracles mm -hmm. to prove who he is, but they're not the signs that that the religious leaders want. Right, so they're putting themselves in an authority over Jesus. No, no, not those signs. Right, do what we want you to do. Right, and again, that's that's part of depravity. The sinfulness of man is no what God's doing, what God has done to reveal himself isn't enough. I need, I need Jesus to feed me again. Right. Right. I need Jesus to, um, which they're right. You know, over, he, overthrow the Romans, which they're right. They are. <laughs> That's, That's why right. he twi he turns it <laughs> on them. Right. And he's like, here's yeah. the meaning of the sign. Right. You got manna in the wilderness. Yeah. Here it's I am. It's manna time. Uh. <laughs> Whoever wants to live forever. Right. Come and eat this manna. Uh-huh. Right. They're just like, what's this crazy? That's dog? not what we want. Right. That's that's not the sign that yeah. we're. No, no, not not that sign. Yeah, not not raising Lazarus from the dead. We don't care about that. We it, want you to overthrow the Romans. It is interesting to think of the nature of his signs. The nature of his signs. We could go into detail of it, but uh, as he begins his ministry from from reading the Isaiah scroll, he goes about systematically doing these, and it's it's as it's as if these signs are addressing. Everything wrong with the world because of the fall, mm -hmm. right? Right, and or mirroring something uh, in a fulfillment fashion that happened that Yahweh did in the Old Testament. Yeah, and so they the signs are calculated by God, right, to communicate truth um, to those that are among Christ's sheep. My <laughs> sheep hear my voice. Yeah, they're not. Jesus isn't. He's not a magician. Yeah. Um, he's he's not here to entertain mm -hmm. and to astonish. He's here to reveal yeah. and to teach. And because of their hardness of hearts and their their minds, you know, Paul talks about the unregenerate man like they're animals. Mm -hmm. like their their pure instinct. Their minds are darkened. Um, because of that, they can't they can't understand. They can't understand because it's not the signs. That's why we're not evidentialist. Right. Right. Because it's not the signs that cause someone to be born again. It's the work of the spirit causing regeneration. And when the spirit opens blind eyes, they see Christ and they believe in him. You're right. Yeah. That's right. Very good. So, so something has to happen inside of them, mm -hmm. and it's not something that they can produce, and it's not something that evidence is going to be able to argue. Right. You're not going to be able to argue someone into the kingdom. Right. That doesn't mean that you can't use evidence. Um, 
Our our position is presuppositionalism. That's that would be our apologetic approach. But that doesn't mean that we're against evidence because no. there is evidence. I think I think I mean, it, you were using evidence yeah. and, um, just just now when you were talking about uh, every everything that that exists has to have a cause. I, like that's an evidence. The way to use evidentialism is to show people the the in my my view, I'm not a professional apologist. I'd like it just a street dude. Yeah. To show people the how preposterous their worldview is. Right. And how illogical and unlivable it really is. Yeah. That's the way I think you should try to go about using ev- evidence. Right. It's to it's to condemn. Yeah. It's to condemn. It's like the because law. Because you can't you can't argue someone to be born again. The place you want to try to get somebody as fast as possible is to where they can get smacked upside the head with the law. Yeah. You can't you can't convince convict someone of uh, like you can't bring real true conviction. Like I, I firmly believe when someone is actually converted, and again, maybe this is just because of my experience, that what God does is He hits you with the law, it crushes you, uh, it causes a trauma. Sproul called it the trauma of the holy. Mm-hmm. You're you're confronted with the reality of who God is, at the same time confronted with the reality of who you are. That's the law. Yeah. The hammer comes. Bam! Knocks you off your feet. Then, and in in the next instance, though, instant you're able to bring the gospel. And for those uh, that belong to Christ, right, that becomes irresistible to them. Mm -hmm. They said, that's my only hope. And I told, like, this is one reason why evidentialism is not a thing for me, is because when that happened to me, I was denying the reality that God even existed. Yeah, I was a nihilist, or however you want to say it. Yeah, nihilist. I didn't think there was any reason to even for anything. And then the law. I'm sitting in church, and it's uh, Philippians chapter three. The law hits me, and then the gospel hits me, mm. and I'm regenerated. No evidence. You can't. You couldn't evidentially argued me out of that state because right. I I had encountered the arguments, right? And because of my experience in the world encountering the problem of evil, I thought all your evidence was trash. Yeah, yeah. You're you're uh, you didn't need evidence. You didn't need apologetics. You needed the gospel. Yeah. Um, and your apologetics are you know they're they're a useful tool, but they're not the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um. If we're if if all we're doing is giving evidences, but we're never actually preaching the gospel, um, you may persuade someone with your arguments, but you're not gonna they're not gonna be born again. Right? Um, they need the gospel. Faith yeah. faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, your your apologetics is not the gospel. And you don't have to be you don't be a jerk about it, but don't be a baby about it either. You're talking mm-hmm. about like eternal things with people. Yeah. So like when you eventually get to the point where you say, Look, I've got insider information. <laughs> you love sin. So no amount of evidence I give you is gonna change what you love. You're gonna resist that as much as you can because you love you love to be who you are. You love to do what you do. Yeah. And take on the Romans one and, then and say the, Bi- yeah. the Bible the Bible says that this is what you're going to do. And then you get to Jesus and you tell him, look, Jesus died for people just like you, yep. his enemies, those that hated him. Yeah. That's why uh, 
your evangelism, the way that you do evangelism needs to be saturated with scripture. Like you can use apologetics, but in the in the scales, you need to have tons of scripture and don't rest all of your evangelism on how much apologetics you know. I'll tell you, this will be the last story I tell for people's encouragement. Um, got this little Bible. It's not on me right now, but I have certain passages in it uh, underlined. And so I was, this was back when I was in the army. I got this new... Uh, New sergeant in, I believe she was a sergeant first class, and uh, I felt like just such a strong urgency to share the gospel with her, like I had to do it like today. God would not leave me alone. She's in my office, and I'm like, okay, well, you know, whatever. So I just went in there and I just had the Bible, and I was like, hey, you know, whatever. I'm Captain Jones. Have uh, have you ever heard about Jesus before? No. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to tell you anything. All I want to do is ask you to read some passages. Would you do that? Yes. Here, read it. Do you understand what that says? Yes. Okay, read that. Yes, read that. Get to like the seventh one, tears. <laughs> tears. Yeah. Crying. So, like, soldiers don't cry in front of each other. Yeah. And, uh, and then I just say, do you want to become a Christian today? <laughs> and she's like, Yes. Ends up going to church, yeah. not my church because they didn't. She didn't live in our town, but um, goes to church, gets baptized. Mm. I literally did nothing, like literally nothing. Yeah, just sat there and watched. Right, and that's what that's what I'm saying. Listen to George. Use as much of the Bible as you can. Yeah, I, if if you if you put all your weight on apologetics, you're constantly going to feel like. I don't know enough. What if they ask me a question and I just don't know the answer to it? Mm-hmm. Um, what What if they ask me some philosophical you know, question and I, I just don't know? There is a lot of freedom in knowing that the power of the gospel is enough mm-hmm. and that um, you don't need to master all these philosophical systems. Master your Bible. Mm-hmm. Master your Bible. Um, know what the scriptures say. Yeah. Know the know the gospel. Yeah. Know the holiness of God and and the righteousness of His law and the sinfulness of man, and our only hope is found in Christ. And that forgiveness, full forgiveness, is found through faith in Christ alone. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. All right. We better shut it down. All right. Okay. Thanks for listening today. Hopefully, this is. Uh, been beneficial to you and uplifting to you encouraging if it has please like subscribe share and maybe write us a review you know if you write us a review that helps other people find us on itunes and google and other listening uh, platforms like youtube so please like subscribe share write us a review hopefully uh, this has helped you uh, to love jesus more and as always to become more and more conformed to christ see you next time